Greetings and salutations and welcome to Pop Talk. Pop culture, entertainment, and everything that comes in between. And I'm your hostess, Elizabeth Bravo. This discussion is going to be about Wonder Woman 84. Now before I get started, there is going to be some spoilers, so this is your fair warning. And if you don't want to hear what's going to happen, pause it. And if you do want to continue on, enter at your own risk. So Wonder Woman 84 is a sequel to 2017's Wonder Woman directed by Patty Jenkins. And the movie starts off with a young Diana who is in the competition with the Amazons, seeing that she's the youngest, the Amazons are older, like their 30s and 40s, and know they're ageless. And so Diana cheats her way, but luckily her aunt Antope pulls her out and saying like, you don't deserve the win because in life you need to play by the rules. And you know, you can't cheat because you don't deserve it. And the movie starts in the time frame that Diana is in now. She is in, well, the whole movie time frame is in 1984. And she is Wonder Woman on the sidelines. And she also works as, as she works in the Smith Ozium Institution in Washington, DC, who also works with Barbara Mandel. And this would be the first Barbara Manville portrayal. And I would believe in live action verse by uh, Kristen Wiig. Uh, for those of you that don't know Barbara Manville, she is also Cheetah in the comics because there are three women that portray as Cheetah Barbara Manville, Priscilla Rich, and Dorothea. I forgot her last name. I'm so sorry. So, yeah. So, these three women um, portray Cheetah. But, again, really cool. We got Kristen, Kristen Wiig as Barbara Manvel, who's like the squeaky, quiet, no one doesn't want to interact with her. And she best friends Diana. Because, you know, Diana, she is bit, she's pretty much is a loner who, you know, does the job, doesn't social or interact and just like work and go home and yeah she does miss Steve Trevor and then you have another character of Max Lord who is a famous TV infomercial man that says like if you want your dream to come true invest in me I'll make it happen but turns out he's a carn artist yeah so he's an interesting character and, um, and, uh, for that, Steve Trevor, and Steve Trevor comes back, but it's not how we imagine. It's not how I thought in my theories, and, and it's also not how people have thought Steve Trevor would come back, because it's like, it's comics, people don't die, or the characters don't die, because they can come back to life from the dead, uh, like Jason Todd, and other characters too so yeah um problematic scenes I would say the scenes that kind of bugged me the most would have to be like the gym or the stone that um 
Max Lord knew about, and so this Jammerstone grants wishes, and somehow he, he becomes addicted to it, and it disintegrates in his hands, and it's like, how the hell did he know about this? Like, how? It made no sense. And then Diana did her research or has heard about it, and of course it's like a ancient curse that anyone that possesses the stone and the thing that was weird was that Steve Trevor came back but it's not how we thought it was because um, the re- how he came back was that Diana one night looked up at the sky and she saw a plane and it reminded her of Steve so she makes a wish so from that wish and whenever she's at the gala she hears she hears him saying that you know I can save today but you can save the world and so we're thinking okay Steve's here how is he here it's like she turns around sees a stranger that's calling her Diana she turns away from him and turns around again and it's Steve it's like wait what how is he alive like I honestly thought his body was I don't know like a Lazarus pit like bodies back to normal preserved that sort of a thing and it's kind of weird but you know it was nice to see Diana happy that Steve was back and everything. And yeah, and then there was one scene where Cheetah's final yeah, che- yeah, Cheetah's costume, it just it was just hideous. Like I love like don't get me wrong, I love the costume the costume creator for Wonder Woman for both for two of the movies. But it's just so I don't know how you describe it. It's just so off, like off looking. I'm so sorry. Um, then there's the other scene where Max Lore basically is on the, um, is on like a broadcast, like secluded area and saying like, you know, tell me your wishes and it'll come true. So in other words, the people more have granted their wishes he gets powerful and it comes like a drug to him. And Wonder Woman, you know, she fights off Cheetah. You know, she tells Matt, she tells Lord that, you know, you need to stop this and everything. And so, and so she, so he kind of taunts her about Steve. And then apparently he was supposed to go, he was supposed to teleport to somewhere else or something like that until. Out of nowhere, this monologue of Diana comes out saying about like, what does a good, what does it do for you if you have everything you ever wanted, but what do you have? Like, you won't have anyone to share it with. You won't have someone you love and you would just have that power and not care about your loved ones. I'm like, wait, where is it? Wait, who is she telling this to? And then you see, like, I guess you see, like, the corner of the screen or her eye or something like that. Like, you see this gold shine and, you know, 
have to remember it's her golden lasso truth. So somehow her lasso was a part of the um, of um, Max Lord's platform, whatever though it was, and uh, you know. You know, and it finally took him a while to figure out, like, hey, this isn't worth it anymore because my kid, you know, my kid's in danger. Um, the Easter eggs that I did love was, you know, a picture of Diana and, and an older Etta Candy who could have been her 70s or 80s. You know, that was really sweet. They brought, you know, that picture cameo back. Including the um, the picture of Diana with the other guys from the first movie. I forgot their characters' names. I'm so sorry. I thought that was really sweet. And then the other thing that I did like the most was the invisible jet. Because it's like, how could you not have the invisible jet and Wonder Woman? Because in both the comics... And Justice League and Friends of the 1970s cartoon. And of course, the 1970s live action Wonder Woman TV series. There was an invisible jet. So I thought that was pretty cool. Overall, the movie is a 10 out of 10. I absolutely loved it. Besides the problematic issues, you know, to it. And then the scenes itself, I forgot to mention is that answer P, Diana's answer says, like, you know, in life, you need to have, it is, life is, it is the way it is. Like, you can't, you can't have anything, you can't have everything you want. You have to accept this is it. You cannot think of the past because it will hurt you. You have to do what is right, not only for you, but for everybody else. And I thought that was kind of sweet. To it. I forgot to add that in there. Sorry, my bad. Overall, the movie is great. 10 out of 10. I loved it. I just hated that people trolled on this movie saying like, oh, this movie sucks. It should have never been made. It's just so cheesy. It's so lame. It's like, be lucky we even got a second movie to begin with because who knows if we could have had a second movie or not, but it's just like... Leave the people who love this movie alone. Leave them alone. It's like it is what it is. Like leave it. Um, the thing that the thing that was beyond interesting was that um, you know you get the ending, you get the rolling credits, and out of nowhere, boom! There's like it opens so so it opens up to a street, a scene where. A woman, a woman is walking through, of course, with people, you know, with people in the streets or whatever. So there, and so while this woman is walking, you know, a banner falls. She grabs it with her left hand and a wooden pillar was about to strike a baby until she grabbed the pillar with her right hand and shifts it up to the people. And she walks like, you know, hey, it doesn't bother me, whatever. And so the woman of the baby you know, she has to, so she went up to the woman, and she's like, I have to thank you for saving my daughter, and turn around, or the woman turns around, and it's Linda Carter, the OG, the original Wonder Woman of the 1970s live action series, 
the Linda Carter. I have not seen the series, but I fangirled like no tomorrow. I kept rewinding that part. I screamed. I got goosebumps. I was in tears. I'm like, they got Linda Carter. They got her. Oh my God. And so it was just like phenomenal that they got her in it. I'm like, and so I think that was really sweet. And the lines where she's, when she's like, oh, it's nothing, you know, it's just like practice, training, shifting weight. But I've been doing this for a very long time. And she winks at the camera. It's like, yeah, she's been doing this forever. And the thing that Patty Jenkins did mention in the virtual Wonder Woman Q&A with the fans and when Linda popped up to surprise everybody, you know, Patty did said like, you know, you were the first woman to become the trailblazer to put on the Wonder Woman suit. We would not have this movie as it wasn't for you. So thank you for donning this for donning the Amazon princess. Thank you for becoming this character and allowing us to have this movie as paying tribute and introducing it to the new generation of, you know, a new generation of the audience and people. And of course, when the first movie came out, Linda Carter basically gave Gal her blessing to be Wonder Woman. It's like, how cool is that? Like, I was just so at awe that it happened. And speaking of the movie, there is going to be a Wonder Woman 3, but who knows when that's going to happen because Gal Gadot just announced that she is pregnant with baby number three. So let's see what happens. And I personally do hope that this has helped you. And the release date for the hard copy of Wonder Woman 84 I believe the digital, the digital uh, release is already out, so you would have to pay for that, and you can purchase it on either your tablet, laptop, smart TV, but the DVD, Blu-ray, 4K will be released by the end of the month, March 30th, so mark your calendars at that, and there go, yeah. Um, well, until next time, stay tuned. So I'm signing off and for next, and so for next episode discussion, who knows?